This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We're going to talk. We got a great conversation planned today because you said that you wanted to talk about change, and I sort of tongue in cheek said, You mean quarters and dimes and stuff? And you actually had a different idea for the kind of change that you want to talk about. Yeah, because there's something funny about those quarters and dimes, though. You know, back in the day, quarters were precious, like for the parking meter and all of that stuff. And yeah. I still find myself holding on to quarters. Where, and they're totally like not necessary anymore. But anyway, I just threw that in because I thought about it. Right. I think the pandemic reduced our use of change a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's possible that it's coming back now, but like, we'll see. We'll see. So the change that I was thinking about was because, and I we were talking about it in the pre-show about how spring came and it really caught me by surprise, although I knew it was coming, saw my plants were telling me, get ready, do this, 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 you got two weeks, blah, blah, blah. But when I woke up and somebody said, this is the first day of spring, I'm thinking, what? How did that happen? How did this happen? And it felt like I was in a crunch time, like, okay, first of all, I didn't realize spring was coming. Of course it was coming, but I didn't realize it was coming so fast. And now I got to do all these things. And I felt overwhelmed, you know, Mm -hmm. for, and I thought about change, you know, I just said, now, wait a minute, just stand still and let's just see what change really is. And I thought of the suddenness of change or the apparent, what it feels like apparent suddenness of change. And I concluded that, yeah, some things are sudden, but probably not as many as we think, because it takes, there's a process in everything. And the process to bring about the change that you're looking for or want is indeed a process. Mm -hmm. But I think we forget about the process. We do. This is actually, it's interesting because this is exactly the same topic that came up on the daily meditation this morning. We do twice a day meditations on Zoom. They're open to everybody. And the group got together and we were noticing the same thing, like what happened to the winter? It was just a minute ago, it was New Year's. And now suddenly Mm -hmm. here we are in springtime and like, what? And what we did for the meditation was we turned our attention back to the little jewels. So in that three months of sort of unfolding of whatever happened, that seemed to be an instantaneous thing that like, you know, the ball dropped and then suddenly it's springtime, you know, what happened? 
to be able to go back and look at what were those really precious things that happened? What were the projects that we got done? What were the experiences that we had, the connections with friends and family, the things that we learned, the classes that we completed, all the rest of it. If we take the time to go back and look at what's changed, sometimes the perspective is different than just thinking, oh my God, what happened? You know, yes, and I to know the feeling of having plants that are going to need to get put into different things. We have a raised garden bed in my backyard. And last year we planted some tulips just because we could. And then there's some screening that kind of got thrown in there on its side. And unfortunately, the tulips came up early and grew through the screening. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we had to take the screening off <laughs> so the tulips wouldn't be completely bound. But I was completely not paying attention. Oops. Sorry, tulips. <laughs> That's like a perfect example of what it is in life. When you plant the seed, the tulips, whatever the seeds or bulbs may be, you have an expectation. And if you've done it before or you read the directions, you kind of know the time period that it's going to take. Not necessarily what exactly is happening beneath the soil, but you know something's going on. And you're in trouble if you're in June and you don't see anything. <laughs> you know, you've right. done something is not correct. But, you know, in prayer, actually, which is a lot of what I was thinking about, you ask for or want, expect, desire. And when it doesn't show up, maybe we forget the process that is going on behind the scenes, the things that we really can't take care of. And mm -hmm. so I'll put me out there, you know, because I'm a recovering control freak. You are. You're doing very well. Let me give you accolades. Thank you. Thank you. So as such, I do have to stop and realize that when I've put something out there, request or desire, I don't have the power and whatever it all takes to make it happen. Otherwise, I would do it instantly or give myself 48 hours to, to get my little self together. But it's like backing down and knowing that there are some things that are happening behind the scenes, some supernatural power, divine intervention, and all those kinds of things that are going on to make it happen. But we don't think about that part, you know? And so then mm -hmm. the change seems sudden. And Mark uses in scripture, in the gospel according to Mark, he uses the term suddenly, a bit. And I'm a word person, because you know that by mm -hmm. now, right? <laughs> so I'm yep. looking at the word, right? Suddenly, how often it appears. I said, what is this about this suddenly stuff? It's usually not sudden. You know, it's well, sudden. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes before it suddenly appears on the surface. Yes, yes. So springtime in the Northeast is a great example of suddenly, because we have these forsythia bushes which are lovely yellow flowers. They're really pretty. They're long, wispy sprays. And they're pretty for about two weeks a year. And for eight months, they're weeds, and then they go dormant. And suddenly, there's forsythia everywhere. And it looks really pretty. And it is only our jaded knowledge of what's going to happen once they turn green and become weeds for the next, you know, until fall, that keeps us from really appreciating them. The talking about the garden and planting seeds is actually one of the metaphors that we use in classes when we're talking about the creative process and new thought, because 
when we are creating some newness in our lives, what we're going to do is we're going to create a seed thought, an idea. This is the template or the prototype for what I want to have in my experience. And that's the seed in the same way that a tomato seed has everything required to grow into a tomato. And actually in the daffodil bulb is a little daffodil that's waiting to grow and turn into full form. So in that seed thought that we're coming up with, the intention that we have for the experience or the situation or the circumstance that we're desiring, it's all in there. All the potential for that good is in there. And then we turn it over to the creative law or we plant it in the soil and the law responds. And the law responds to create not necessarily what was in the seed, but what we actually planted into the soil. And I will say that if you salt the ground before you plant the seed, nothing's going to grow because the salting is a false belief, an erroneous belief that is going to keep the seed from growing. So if I have this belief that it's not going to grow and I plant it in the soil, then it is going to respond perfectly by not growing. Hmm. And that's really a frustrating thing for us to have to acknowledge. I've also had the experience, and you might have as well, that I say, I want to grow cucumbers. And I plant cucumber seeds and up come weeds. And it's like, I did not plant weeds. I did not desire weeds. What is going on here? And the fact of the matter is there's weeds left over from before. It might be the first time I've grown a garden, but the soil had weeds left over from the last person or the last activity or something that happened years or decades ago. So I get to tend the garden and I get to pull the weeds and I get to address whatever negative appearances are coming up in my garden in the same way that I can look at what's growing in my life and say, well, I really wanted love and happy relationships and I'm having more conflict. So what's going on? And somewhere planted in there is a belief in conflict. So what I get to do is look at what's coming up and say, let me adjust what I'm planting and readjust the soil to make sure that I am open to and willing to grow that loving relationship. Same as pulling the weeds. Yeah. And then see what happens next. I like that because it's, well, it gets back to that word that you know. I like that word work. Mm-hmm. And it's starting from the beginning. It doesn't happen in necessarily. Uh, if we pray, and I can use this term lightly, <laughs> pray intelligently. You've done a little yeah. bit of work before you pray, you know, in terms of the expectation that you may have and what is required, making sure you don't sprinkle any salt, mm -hmm. which, which the subconscious probably really loves salt, I think. Right. Salt and a bunch of dandelion seeds and or whatever, whatever's going to push your buttons when it comes up. Yep. Your right. subconscious has a <laughs> so, huge supply. Yeah. I'm so glad you used that analogy because I know if I can relate to it, like a, a lot of people can. But it's knowing when I say intelligently, it's like not like pulling back your emotions a bit. And so we can still be excited about what we think is going to happen. But understanding the work that's going to be done in the beginning, even before you start the prayer, it's what do I want to happen? And, you know, a little bit of what's going to take on my part to make it happen. Oh, yeah. You know, even if it's don't put any salt down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, then you can ask the judgment question. Dandelions, good or bad? And some people say, well, my lawn shouldn't have dandelions on them. And I treat for dandelions and I pull the dandelions and I know that I have to dig them out by the roots so they don't come back up. 
And there are people who love dandelion soup. And if you get rid of all the dandelions, then they can't have it. And oh, by the way, the bees love the pollen as well. Mm. There's something going on. So it might be bigger than what we were imagining. I'm going to have to factor in some of the okay. dandelion Let's... business. Sorry. Yeah, there's all sorts of weeds that have names as well, most of which I don't know because I'm a novice gardener. Let us take a break. And when we return, we will talk more about change and weeds. Hmm. Is Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand. That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want. All of the information is at bethelight.com. That's b-the-light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice. There are experiential activities and exercises. And at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. Take a look at the class online at bethelight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We're talking about change. Ch-ch-ch-ch-change. Yeah. And things change. Things become different than they had been. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about intentional change and unintentional change. Because according to the New Thought philosophy, we're always creating our experience. We are always creating what's happening next in our lives and sometimes it's exactly what we want to have and it is a delightful experience and it is the prayers working and everybody is delirious and sometimes what we create in our lives is stuff that is like completely unsatisfactory like when we plant the tomatoes and the cucumbers and the zucchini and up come the weeds and more weeds and more weeds and then there's work as you say to be done in order to get rid of the weeds just to make room for the zucchini and sometimes the zucchini comes up and takes over all the rest of the garden. And then you need to worry about, well, what do I do with my zucchini? Living in the sometimes. <laughs> because sometimes mm -hmm. this happens, sometimes that happens. Well, I think the frustration is not taking the time to know that their number one are sometimes. It's about being creating our reality or creating whatever. It's more than just putting it out there, but understanding how it works. Otherwise, we can forget, we can forget the prayer, forget that we prayed it. And I think, I think, even though you may have forgotten, I think it's still working. I think, oh. Yeah, it's, it's like still working. Absolutely. The last step of a practical prayer is the release step. And to take it back to the agricultural metaphor, we have the seed idea and we plant the seed idea in the rich, fertile soil, the creative medium that creates everything. And we settle into a feeling of gratitude, and then we forget it's planted. It is not up to us anymore. In fact, it works against us if we try and stay involved. Now, as a completely recovered control freak, you understand that if you plant the seed and three days later you dig it up to make sure it's germinating properly, you haven't helped anything. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. So the seed is growing and it's going to continue to grow and do what it's going to do. And oh, by the way, it is completely possible that if you plant tomatoes this year and you harvest them, that next year, some more tomatoes might grow up in the same garden because some of the tomatoes and the seeds got into the ground and it's going again. And that's the same crop of tomatoes coming up again. That's where the weeds come from. The weeds have been in the soil and waiting to grow. And when the opportunity presents itself, it is the growth that's inherent in the seeds that brings us more weeds. It's knowing. I'll never forget one of the, and I think I've probably mentioned this more than once, when I was in the practical prayer course that you offered. It was the gratitude piece that really got, every piece of it really gets me, but not all at the same time, right? So the gratitude piece got to me that day, and it was gratitude for knowing. And I thought, what an amazing, crazy amazing blessing it is to know. Because without the knowing, it kind of makes your faith shaky. Mm -hmm. You're not really, but if you know that this thing is working and this is how it works, Okay, so maybe you're not really happy about the wait time, but you know <laughs> that it right. is working. You know, I have some plants that they it takes three years for them to really look like you want them to look. And year two and three, I would be like, you know what, what is wrong with you? But then I know that in that third year, it's going to be crazy beautiful. And so it, it's it's wonderful the knowing piece of it. But it is, it does take a bit of work to say, mm -hmm. okay, so what's going on here? You know, and I've learned a little bit about gardening. I know a lot about prayer and practical prayer and how the metaphorical part of it works of planting an idea in that rich, fertile, creative soil and growing new experience. I've been learning about plants. And one of the things that I learned, I think last year, as part of the Sunday celebration for the spring equinox, I said, let's plant, let's plant some actual seeds. So I went and I got some flower pots and I got some potting soil and I got some sunflower seeds and I planted them and I got a grow light and the sunflowers started coming up and it was awesome, but it was too cold to plant them outside because you shouldn't start sunflowers on the equinox. You really need to wait a little bit because they go really, really fast. So by the time it was warm enough outside for the sunflowers to be outside, they were too tall and they had outgrown the pots that they were in and it just was not a working thing. And I wound up having to plant other sunflowers which didn't grow to their full height because the timing wasn't right. It's about understanding how the pieces are going to fit together harmoniously so that we can be involved in the creative process and plant something into that rich, fertile soil in a way that it can grow. Yes. We had a wonderful idea to grow Brussels sprouts. Your Brussels sprouts, sprouts grow over the winter. So it's not a good idea to plant them in the springtime because it's just not going to work. So that's a piece of knowledge that if I decided that I wanted to plant Brussels sprouts and I did it at the wrong time of year, the result that I'm going to get is no Brussels sprouts, <laughs> which unfortunately is exactly the idea that I'm putting into motion, even though I don't know that. That's the really cool part of this because we are participants. And of course, I kind of like the term co-creator, co-creating because it means I have a part to play in this. And knowing what part that is, is really good. Like I think about what part I need to play. And since 
the universe is all put together quite perfectly and God is quite able, <laughs> then if the thing screws up, it's probably me, okay? It's probably something that I either had some salt on the soil or dug around in it too much. And that's kind of nice too, because you get a do-over, you know, maybe yeah. not exactly that one thing, but you get to do it over again. Right. And it's not that we did it wrong. We just did it in a way that did not generate the result that we were looking for. So if I salt the garden instead of fertilize the garden and then plant the seeds, the result that I'm going to get is the seeds not growing because of something I inadvertently did. Now, it doesn't matter what my intention is when I put the salt on there. If it's something that's not going to be helpful to the process, then what I'm putting in, and that's subconsciously, I think I'm doing something helpful. And in fact, there's something in there that's not going to work. That's not going to be helpful. So I can blame the salt. I can blame the soil. I can blame the seeds. I can blame myself. Or I can look at the entire cycle that I've gone through and say, ah, let me do this differently next time. Let me not salt the ground before I plant the seeds. And the law will continue to respond. And then the next time out, there's a full crop. And oh, by the way, nothing wrong with the word wrong. You know, I mean, based on the result that I'm desiring, I want, if I put salt on it, it was wrong. I can say it any way I want and if you, not do correct. it again. If you, put, if you put salt on it and you wanted the seeds to grow, right. there was something wrong there. Yes. Now, it might have been that there was something wrong with putting the salt down. It might have been that once you put salt down, you should put the seeds someplace else. There are lots of different possibilities, but for that combination, I yes, that I'll give you. That was it was wrong to think that you're going to get a, a different result than you got when you got it. Yeah. The reason I, I don't like using wrong is because there's it, so much judgment. Yeah, but you know what? We're grown ups, right? We could have people got to be able to handle, you know, what's right or wrong. It didn't work in this scenario, so we we get to try it again. But. This, you made a mistake here. No big deal. You know, you're not going to hell or nothing's mm -hmm. going to really happen to you. The soil police aren't going to come after you. <laughs> you just did it wrong this time. Don't okay. do that again. Yep. I sometimes like to be gentler with the language, especially when I'm working with other people because they hear wrong and suddenly they batten down the hatches and circle the wagons and get to They'll be okay. That's theirs. They'll be That's right. theirs. Because you yeah, know why they'd be all right? Because you love them. And people know when you love them. So, you know, like I call my kids creeps, you know, when they were little. And people would just like <laughs> freak out. You know, you shouldn't do that. It's giving them a compliment. Listen, they're the cutest, sweetest, smartest little creeps in the world, but they are little creeps and they are okay with that. And now they're in their 30s and they talk about it and we laugh. Like when you love people, they trust you. You'll be okay. Yet did it wrong. Don't do that again. That's all right. Okay. Divine, perfect expressions of God's infinite love looking like creeps. There Maybe you go. acting like creeps. Maybe playing perfectly playing the role of creeps. Let us take but a break you know. and... I know. We love them, right? You love them. You love them. That you makes a difference, like though, in everything. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's all comes down to love. You're, that's a whole other show. Yeah, but so if you we'll, start with I'll, love, then the rest I'll of it doesn't matter. You can that. write that one down. Yeah, yeah so got it. We're going to have to keep going well past 100 episodes. Let us take a break, and we will continue with a prayer on Suddenly Change. 
learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We've been talking about change. We've been talking about change and we've been talking about suddenly change. And mm-hmm. it cues up an absolutely wonderful prayer. There was a notion that I had come up with when I was driving through Vermont. There mm-hmm. was a lot of corn growing in Vermont this particular August. And the corn is like six or eight feet tall and it's everywhere. And I've also driven through the same areas in Vermont in the wintertime and the early spring, and the fields are completely flat and bare. And the change that happens when the corn appears is completely dramatic. And the corn does not appear suddenly. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it does. You start with, they plant the seeds, and in a matter of weeks and months, you've got corn, and then you've got a lot of corn, and you've got really tall corn. But it doesn't work like fireworks. Okay, with fireworks, you take the skyrocket and you light the fuse and then suddenly there's this huge blossom in the sky. And isn't it good that corn doesn't work the same way? Because there would be lots of farm injuries (laughs) of people being impaled by their corn as it grew up within seconds of the seed being planted. So with that in mind, Let's understand that the change that happens, even when it's happening suddenly for us, there's a process that's involved. And we get to be engaged and involved in the process to invite the good into our lives, to do what's ours to do, to get out of the way for the stuff that's not ours to do. And as you have mentioned, be patient for the change to unfold. When we're impatient and we try and dig up the corn, before it's germinated, it's not going to help the corn. It's not going to help us. It's not going to accomplish what we thought we were accomplishing, which was getting corn. So this prayer is about planting seeds, doing what is ours to do to till the soil and care for the garden and make sure that it's watered, and then be patient and allow the process to work so that our good can blossom. And the same process works regardless of what it is that we're trying to create in our lives. It works for our loving relationships. It works in our finances and our experiences of prosperity, the creativity, the things that we're doing to share our skills and talents and gifts with the world. It works with our health and vitality. Our natural state is health and comfort. And so there are things that we can do to bring ourselves back into alignment and to allow that natural state to reassert itself rather than spending all of our time focusing on the problems. 
So we turn our attention away from the specifics that are in the world around us, and we open up to the bigger picture, to that larger truth, the one that is always there, that there is one infinite creative power, one divine source, one love. We call it God, spirit, nature, the big bang, whatever it is that we call it, it is that from which everything else flows. Everything is that divine presence taking its own specific form. That everything includes me and each one who is listening to this prayer. And all of the ideas, all of the inspirations, all of the guidance, all of those desires that we have are part of that one as well. Having the opportunity now to be urged into experience. So as we understand the infinite variety of things that are available to us, we choose the experience that we would prefer to have. We set an intention. We choose the seeds that we wish to plant into that rich, creative soil. We tend the garden. We put down the fertilizer. Sometimes dump our own BS onto it. Belief system. To fertilize the soil and prepare it, to make it ready for the planting of these new seed ideas. We plant the seeds and we get out of the way. We water the garden. And if something comes up that was not to our liking, if there's a weed that shows up, we lovingly and gently remove the weed and put it where it belongs, which is not in our garden, not in our experience, allow it to be elsewhere, and make way for that wonderful new experience to blossom and to cultivate and to grow and to allow and to invite and to take care of everything that's ours to take care of and let everything else grow of its own accord. And then suddenly a harvest, all of this bounty, all of this good that is presenting itself, sharing itself, expressing itself, revealing itself for us. All of this good is growing in our lives and we're no longer doing anything other than gratefully accepting the good. That's the way the process works. That's the way the process works. So I know that each one within the sound of my voice is choosing those seed ideas well. Turning to that infinite creative power that germinates all of those seed ideas and planting the seed into that creative soil, allowing the infinite to do what it does. Taking care to do our part. Standing back in gratitude for the good, for the bounty, for the harvest that's coming into our experience knowing that that is love unfolding. So with gratitude for all of this good, different for each of us, because each one has a different seed idea, a different seed thought, a different notion, a different desire. The process is the same. The soil is responding. The good is coming into our lives. And I'm so grateful for it. And so with gratitude for this good, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law. I plant this seed for this goodness and I let it go. And I know without any question, that the good is unfolding. And so I let it be. And so it is. The Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. 
You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at newthoughtphilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.